welcome to Week in Review, where we recap events and issues pertinent to Central Illinois. I'm WMBD Radio News Director Will Stevenson. A couple of big announcements happened in Peoria this week. The first of those was Monday when Governor J.B. Pritzker came to town to mark what the state called substantial completion of the renovations to the Bob Michael Bridge. What was supposed to be a nine-month project is taking slightly longer than anticipated, but is expected to open later this month. The upgrades will include expanded areas for pedestrian and bike travel. Nevertheless, the governor along with State Transportation Secretary and Peoria resident Omer Osman, among other local leaders, were among those celebrating. We're here today celebrating yet another major transportation modernization project being completed for the families and businesses of Peoria County, East Peoria, Peoria, and really the entire region and state of Illinois. The Bob Michael Bridge, uh, one of just six bridges Uh, spanning the Illinois River in the Peoria area, carries 17,500 vehicles each and every day, connecting downtown Peoria's warehouse district to East Peoria's levee district. Um, At a half a mile long, this bridge serves as a major throughway for motorists, distributors, cyclists, and pedestrians alike. But since the bridge was first built in 1993, Peoria and East Peoria have grown exponentially. Both communities experiencing thriving commercial and retail revitalization along the riverfront. With so much more traffic, the Bob Michael Bridge was in dire need of a deck replacement and rehabilitation to ensure efficiency and safety. Five years ago, when I first became governor, it was clear that we needed to improve safety and foster economic growth in this region. So we embarked on the largest rebuild of roads and bridges in state history here in Peoria and throughout the state of Illinois. Uh, With the partnership of leaders like our uh, Speaker Pro Tem, Jahan Gordon Booth, and the members of the General Assembly that are here and not here, Uh, Together with them, with bipartisan support, I might add, we came together and we made it happen. Now, normally this kind of undertaking would be a multi-year project, but thanks to our talented laborers and uh, the leadership of IDOT, uh, with final completion in just a few weeks, the job will have been completed instead of multi-years in less than one year. Now, let me put this uh, in a context for you. In just nine months, the entire deck was replaced, fresh pavement was installed, and the parapet wall and median barrier walls uh, were reconstructed. New traffic signal equipment ready to go. Uh, There's a new 14-foot-wide multi-use path with a concrete barrier wall to connect the region's trail network, including the Rock Island Greenway Trail and the River Trail of Illinois, uh, that will make it safer for all who share the bridge. And, of course, there have been structural repairs and drainage improvements to ensure that the new and improved Bob Michael Bridge lasts for years to come. Since all of this work was condensed into one construction season, this project wasn't just quicker and safer, it was also more cost efficient, something important to the ears of all the taxpayers that can hear me uh, and important for the future of Illinois. We need to make sure that our projects are coming in on time or 
sooner, uh, and they come in on budget or even more cost-effectively. Our extraordinary workforce is putting on the finishing touches now, the final installation of expansion joints and pavement markings. But this bridge will be fully operational before we ring in the new year. To all the tradespeople whose highly skilled work made this project possible, thank you for making our vision, our collective vision as Illinoisans, for better, safer infrastructure a reality. Uh, this has been a $25 million investment in the future of Peoria, delivering the smooth and safe transportation experience that Illinois families deserve and opening up opportunities for greater commerce and economic growth. This is exactly what Rebuild Illinois, our state's infrastructure modernization program, is all about, to make life better and easier for our people. When we make smart investments in the roadways and, um, and our bridges uh, that working families and businesses rely upon, we're constructing a better future for the entire region, one where parents and their children can commute with confidence and where new factories and distribution centers are choosing to locate in Illinois so they can reliably ship their products across the nation. And it's not just the Bob Michael Bridge. Here in Peoria and throughout our great state, we're delivering the kind of infrastructure improvements that Illinoisans have been waiting for. In 2020, we completed one of the first projects under Rebuild Illinois, the more than $42 million redecking of the Murray Breaker Bridge. In November, we completed a $10 million rehabilitation of the Illinois uh, 17 Bridge to the north of Lakin and uh, ongoing $167 million replacement of the eastbound McLuggage Bridge is anticipated to finish in 2025 with the signature 650-foot-wide arches expected to be moved from the river and into place later this month. Roads, bridges, transit, broadband, airports, we are modernizing every aspect of our state's infrastructure, and there's still more to come. We are building our future with ambition, with efficiency, with purpose, and that future is getting brighter every single day. So with that, it's my great pleasure to turn the podium over to our terrific Secretary of Transportation here in the state of Illinois, Omer Osman. Omer. Good morning, and thank you, uh, Governor, for your kind word. And yes, welcome, welcome again, Governor Prisker, to my hometown of Peoria. Mm -hmm. Rebuild Illinois, since it passed some five years ago, we know the governor has been here many times visiting and celebrating projects. I would like to give a, a shout out and a thank you to the entire team at the Illinois Department of Transportation. Our Director of Highways, Chief Engineer Steve Travia is here, and of course, Kensel and his entire staff in District 4, they work day in and night, uh, and they do, they do an excellent work for all of us. I would also like to give a shout out to all of the local elected officials and the state legislators who made this day possible as well as to the men and women who were on the job these last nine months improving yet another Peoria Bridge. I'm especially proud this morning that we are joined by Erica Cruikshanks from the Highway Construction Career Training Program at ICC. 
Projects such as this one are giving her and other students a head start by providing critical on-the-job training as well as building a skilled workforce in Illinois. It is a great program that is doing so much to open doors for people across the state and bringing the diversity needed on our job sites as we revitalize Illinois infrastructure. Personally, though, the Bob Michael Bridge has always been very special to me. In my early days at IDOT, and I'm talking about the 1990s here, I used to come down to the river and watch in Aoi as this bridge was being built. I would pay attention to the piers coming out of the water and taking shape, wondering how it all come together. To be here more than 30 years later and think about all of the millions of vehicles and thousands of pedestrians that have crossed this bridge is a reminder of what the Governor's Rebuild Illinois is all about. This project has turned yet another asset into something we can all be proud of. It is connecting communities it is, and creating economic, economic opportunities. With the new protected bike and pedestrian path, we are providing a new exciting ways for people to move in and out and around this community while offering a viable alternative to automobile. The governor has stressed to us that he wants to see work out on the street quickly so the public can experience the benefit of our projects as soon as possible. The governor had mentioned it by closing the bridge and condensing the construction schedule to one year. We have done just that. We deliver this project with the least impact possible to local businesses, commuters, and residents. Rebuild Illinois is literally transferring Peoria, improving safety, and creating opportunities. More on the almost end of the Bob Michael Bridge renovations with more Week in Review coming up. We continue with the state marking earlier this week so-called substantial completion of the expansion of the Bob Michael Bridge connecting Peoria and East Peoria and providing for more room to bike or walk across the bridge. Illinois Department of Transportation Secretary and Peoria resident Omer Osman talks about other work that's been done in the Peoria area under the state's Rebuild Illinois Capital Construction Program. Among the investment in this area that are either completed ongoing or in the work. Of course, the Mary Baker Bridge Rehab, the McLuggage Bridge Replacement, the Lakeham Bridge Improvement, replacing the Cedar Street Extension Bridge, the Illinois 18 Bridge in Henry, and the Illinois 16 Bridge over Kickaboo Creek in the coming years. Almost 40 years for upgrade to Cedar Link. That was a couple of years ago. Almost 40 years, for uh, 40 million rather, for upgrade to CityLink, and scores of smaller safety projects that are enhancing quality of life and making our communities better places to raise our family. Thank you again to this governor and the elected official here today for your vision and leadership as we continue to rebuild Peoria and rebuild Illinois. And with that, it is my absolute pre uh, pleasure to introduce one of the champions of infrastructure Speaker Pro Tem, Gordon.
When I say teamwork, you say makes a dream. When I say teamwork, you say makes a dream work. Teamwork? Teamwork? Teamwork absolutely made this dream possible. I am so grateful to have the governor here with us today here in Peoria on this brisk Monday morning to uh, move us into the next phase of what it means to be able to do significant infrastructure work that is transformational to communities like Peoria. I think that in this time that we are living in right now, it is none more befitting than to have the name of uh, Congressman Bob Michael um, sort of being the, the, the symbol of what it means to be able to build a bridge to get you from one place to the next, what it means to actually negotiate, and negotiate not being a bad word. You know, Peoria is always, has been, and always will be a community that is about getting things done, getting big things done as Governor Pritzker said so eloquently in 2019. We want to get big things done in the state of Illinois, and we're getting big things done in Peoria. I would be remiss if I did not thank the governor publicly in front of you all today for the phenomenal and significant investments, not just in this bridge, but all throughout the state of Illinois, but in particular, because that's where we're at, but in Peoria today. Uh, when we were negotiating the Rebuild Illinois Capital Construction Plan in 2019, uh, I did, it was very difficult to see a day like today when we're seeing the men and women of organized labor sitting here with other constituents throughout the community being excited about yet another uh, promise made and a promise that has been kept. And there is, and I've been, and I've been through a couple of governors, okay? There is no governor that has been as impactful in the rebuilding of the future of Peoria as Governor J.B. Pritzker. And so thank you uh, for what you are doing in terms of investing, not just, in not just in roads, not just in bridges, but into the people of Peoria. We are investing in people. We are investing in what it means for Peoria and for Illinois to have a stronger future. And you don't do that without the men and women of organized labor. You don't do that by leaving communities behind. It's everybody in, nobody out. Teamwork. And my favorite teammate, Senator David Kaler. Thank you, Governor, for coming to Peoria. Whenever I get the email that says the governor's coming for a press conference, I always go, yeah, because <laughs> he brings good news to us. And uh, that's the truth. Um, the Bob Michael Bridge, having that closed down, probably caused me more angst than when, when uh, the Mary Baker Bridge was shut down for that time period. Because this is the community's bridge, really, when you think about it. I mean, the interstate is fine, and it's a, it's a great, uh, great thoroughfare through uh, Peoria. But the Bob Michael Bridge represents, you know, us traveling between Peoria and East Peoria. And as a Costco fan, I had to figure out how to negotiate that and na navigate that. But uh, I, I just want to make one quick observation. Governor, my, my wife and I just went to uh, Washington, D.C. at a conference there. We drove because she's from Cleveland. We stopped by to see some family. So we drove out there and drove back. Uh, we take some interstate, but a lot of times secondary roads. We take 24 all the way through Indiana and, and Ohio. And I got to tell you that uh, Illinois roads are the best that we encountered all the way through the trip, the best. 
Ohio was not bad. Indiana wasn't anything to write home about. But Illinois was the best. And you know what else? This is the clincher. We paid less for gas in Illinois than we did on the whole other trip. Now, how do you do that? How do you do that? <laughs> so this is a great day for us and, uh, and one that we should all rejoice in because uh, this is an investment. Isn't it amazing what you can do when you pass a $45 billion capital bill? It's just amazing. And, uh, and we believe in Illinois, and this is a proof of that. So at this time, I'll introduce Erica Cruikshank. Thank you. Good morning. So I just want to say it's an honor to be here this morning. Um, to think a year ago, I was sitting in a classroom at ICC in the Highway Construction Career Training Program, not knowing where it would take me. And um, I'm beyond grateful where it has taken me. I have a career path now with plenty of benefits, and it's, it's just amazing to think that I was sitting there on an equal opportunity grant at that. Um, so it's an honor to be in the union alone, much less a woman in the union. And so I, uh, I uh, am very proud to be on this project and very grateful. And I just want to thank IDOT, uh, Local 237, um, this school, and, and so many people. I'm just so grateful. Thank you. Terrific, and I have to say, uh, we've had so many projects uh, that have been completed as a result of Rebuild Illinois, uh, but it's, uh, and as proud as we are about just completing these projects and uplifting the people of Illinois, bringing new people into the trades, giving uh, women and people of color new opportunities that they never had before is another really proud moment for the state of Illinois, and we should just take note that um, Erica is one of uh, quite a number, a growing number of women in the trades. I, ha I was in Washington, D.C. yesterday and just on the street ran into uh, a, a woman who had uh, come into the trades over the last five years. She's from DuCoin, Illinois, and she was so proud of the work that she's done. And she was attending a Women in the Trades conference. 500 women were there in Washington, you know, to gather to talk about how they can grow their numbers across the, the country. And, um, and it's just, it's a point of pride that Illinois is a leader in attracting new people into the trade. So um, thank you for the work that you've done already, Erica, and I hope that you'll be able to attract even more uh, women into the trades uh, with the promotion that I know you'll do. Governor J.B. Pritzker, other state leaders, and Erica Crookshanks, who is an Illinois Central College student that was going through their highway construction career training program. She got firsthand experience working on the Bob Michael Bridge. More Week in Review coming up. A big step forward happened late in the week for the city of Peoria's efforts to bring passenger rail service back to town after a 45-year absence. The Federal Railroad Administration has put the Peoria to Chicago passenger rail project into its new Corridor Identification and Development Program, one of 12 in Illinois to be picked. It's a program that was started under the bipartisan infrastructure bill that was passed into law. The line, if approved, would serve other small Illinois communities on the way to Peoria, but leading the celebrating Thursday was Peoria Mayor Rita Ali and former Congressman and Transportation Secretary 
Secretary Ray LaHood. We are joined by members of the Peoria Passenger Rail Leadership Team, a group that we assembled in August of 2021 to work to bring passenger rail service to Peoria. This group is composed of leaders in government, business, education, healthcare, labor, and communities. The group grew from 20 participants in 2021 to over 50 participants today. Communities all along our proposed rail corridor. We are joined by members of the Peoria City Council, our local government body that has been very supportive of this initiative from day one. We are joined by Mr. Daniel Bean, who is here representing Senator Durbin and Senator Duckworth. I'll make some brief comments, and then I'll turn it over to Secretary LaHood, who can talk as long as he wants. <laughs> and then uh, we'll turn it over to Mr. Bean to make some uh, comments and the other designated speakers who will introduce themselves and make brief comments. And then I'll come back up and provide a brief background presentation and then we'll open it up for Q&A. That's the plan. So today we are pleased, very, very pleased to announce that the proposed Peoria passenger rail corridor between Peoria and Chicago to and from has been selected to participate in the Federal Railroad Administration's new corridor identification program. This new corridor identification program is a huge next step in bringing passenger rail service to and from Peoria. I'd like to briefly mention the milestones along the way. In 2021, IDOT, Illinois Department of Transportation, determined that the route that we proposed, this leadership team, is feasible and projected ridership is sufficient to warrant consideration for Illinois intercity inner rail passenger service. IDOT included this passenger rail service in, a, in the 2023 state rail plan. Feasibility study, Inclusion in the state rail plan, huge milestones for us. Next, an economic development analysis determined that the project would support existing businesses and workforce needs, provide economic opportunity for residents, and bolster tourism. It may also catalyze transit-oriented development and additional regional investments. Next milestone a bipartisan group of legislators at the local, state, and federal, labor, uh, excuse me, federal levels endorsed this project alongside top business, education, labor, and nonprofit leaders throughout the proposed corridor. And next, the city of Peoria, Peoria County, and other partners uh, developed a grant application for the FRA's corridor identification program. We hired a consultant. All the partners put forth funding to pay for the development of the application. It was a huge project. It was a, a strong application. And we're excited today to announce that we've been accepted into the uh, new corridor identification program, which is the pathway 
to, uh, toward federally funded construction of our rail project. So what I'd like to do at this time is turn it over to Secretary LaHood. Uh, I'm sure he'll also talk about how this came about in terms of the bipartisan infrastructure uh, funding, and then we'll hear from our other speakers, and I'll come back in a little bit. Secretary? Thank you, Mayor. Well, first let me just uh, thank everybody gathered uh, today uh, for this announcement. Uh, we couldn't be here today without uh, the collaboration of uh, those gathered behind and those that weren't able to make it today. Th this is a corridor that involves many, many communities, not just Peoria, not just Chicago. It involves communities all along the corridor, including uh, the, one of the most iconic places in Illinois, Star Rock, where uh, we know that many people traverse uh, day in and day out, uh, either from Chicago or from central Illinois. When President Biden uh, came to office, he came with the idea that rail needed to be a significant part of the transportation system of America. And he knew it firsthand because during his time in the United States Senate, he would take the train from Wilmington, Delaware, his home, uh, to Washington, D.C., and back in the evening so he could be with his family. And so he really, really, truly a train person, uh, really a rail person. And uh, during my time at DOT, I had the privilege of working with then Vice President Biden um, on a program to really develop high-speed rail, and there were some major announcements about that. But when the president became president, um, he decided he was going to pass the largest infrastructure bill in the history of America, a trillion-dollar bill. And a big part of that was going to be uh, rail, not just highways, not just byways, but rail and the development of rail. That's how this program really was started in the sense that not just putting all the money into current Amtrak lines, which Amtrak needs uh, the additional money, of, uh, particularly along the Northeast Corridor and some of its other lines, but the idea that there are other places in the country that deserve and need passenger rail. And uh, when uh, Mara Lee was running for mayor, uh, one of her, I don't know if it was her top priority, but certainly one of her priority was to get rail service from Peoria along the corridor uh, to Chicago. And when you look at a map of Illinois, what you discover is Peoria, a community of our size, is the only community in Illinois that does not have rail service. You can go to Princeton, hop on a train, and go to Chicago. You can go to Bloomington, hop on a train, and go many different directions, but you can go to Chicago or St. Louis. You can go to Galesburg uh, and, 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 and get on a train. You can't do it in Peoria. And so I, I give the mayor a lot of credit. Uh, once, you, once you win an election, you have to do what you told the people you were going to do, and she has. And uh, almost right after her election, she and I spoke, and I offered to be helpful uh, because... Uh, Obviously, I love Peoria, and uh, I love transportation, and uh, living in a community that doesn't have passenger rail service uh, did not suit me very well. And uh, so uh, the mayor and I put, to, put together an opportunity for all these folks behind us to join us. 
uh, on, on carrying out uh, her vision. Uh, we knew that we needed this designation, though, or we would not be able to continue our efforts. Getting this designation means we are on the map, the rail passenger map at USDOT. They've not only awarded us a designation, they will provide $500,000 to help us with the planning for the corridor and what it will mean in terms of economic development and opportunities. This is not just a train that will deliver people from Peoria all along the corridor. This is an economic development project. At every one of these places, there'll have to be a train station. There'll be small businesses that will uh, begin to uh, open, which will mean jobs. The jobs that are created for the development of this corridor, um, in terms of fixing up the corridor, again, enormous number of jobs all along the corridor. So this is not only a passenger rail opportunity for the citizens this is an economic development opportunity for our state, uh, for every one of these communities that's involved, and uh, it, it, really, it really puts uh, this part of Illinois on the map in terms of passenger rail. This announcement today gives us the momentum to keep going. It also gives us the resources to keep going, to continue the planning. Um, and uh, so... Um, I'm delighted to, to be a part of uh, the mayor's vision and the vision of all of these folks that are gathered here today, who are some of whom are going to speak. But uh, uh, this, is a, this is a big deal for Peoria's opportunity to get passenger rail and to keep us in the game, put us on the map, and uh, we gain enormous momentum today uh, with this uh, award from the USDOT for $500,000 and this corridor being on the corridor designation program. More about the proposed Peoria to Chicago Rail Corridor with more Week in Review coming up. In the last segment, you heard from Peoria Mayor Rita Ali and former Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood about the proposed Peoria to Chicago passenger rail lines inclusion into the new Federal Railroad Administration Rail Corridor Identification and Development Program. It's still seven to ten years away from becoming reality if approved, though, but here's Mayor Rita Ali again talking about that timeline. This is a briefing that was provided by uh, representatives of DOT, USDOT, with the Federal Railroad Administration. What happens next? Post-selections, next steps, and service development plan for the corridor identification program. So this shows the timeline uh, that actually started in November of 2021 when the bill was enacted, the um, infrastructure, bipartisan infrastructure act was enacted. And it, it takes you through the timeline from that point up until uh, the corridor was announced. You'll see number five, it talks about late fall 2023. This is actually where we are right now. Selections into the corridor identification program are announced. <coughs> what happens next? There are also selections in the Fed State Partnership National Program being announced. And then from fall 2023 through fall 2024, corridors selected under the corridor identification program. And there were 12 corridors in Illinois that were selected. 
uh, we complete step one and begin step two. There's three steps in this corridor identification program, and then after your completion of those three steps, then the corridor is in the pipeline to receive full federal funding for construction of that uh, corridor. So this is the bipartisan infrastructure rail development goals to modernize that northern northeast corridor to bring world-class passenger rail service to regions across the country, so that includes us, to grow a safer, cleaner, more equitable rail system and renew some of Antrac's uh, equipment and fleet, basically to build the foundation for a long-term rail program. An overview of the program, and I'll just go down to those boxes there. They solicited proposals for the quarter ID program. They selected those proposals. This is uh, what's happening currently. And then they're going to have partners with corridor sponsors to prepare what is called a service development plan. And that plan is something that we'll be working on. The SDP includes a project inventory and the, cord the project inventories populate and prioritize the pipeline projects. So we are seeking to get in the pipeline projects. And then projects in the corridor identification pipeline are eligible for funding under FRA's financial assistance programs. So that's our goal. This is kind of the life cycle. Uh, it shows the corridor identification program it involves project planning. It involves project <coughs> development. Ultimately, we get to implementation, which is the final design, the construction, and the operation, actually bringing the service into, um, into service. This is establishing the program, uh, significant poly policy pos positions. We are uh, looking at number two, where it says the corridor ID is home for all types of inner city passenger rail corridors. We are in that category called new service. So entirely new service, um, existing rail lines, or new service, uh, new rail lines. The FRA received more than 90 eligible applications under the program. There were several that were not eligible. There were about 69 that were selected of the 90, and we're happy to be in that uh, number. And then this is the information that you probably are interested in. Uh, what happens in steps one, two, and three, and this graph kind of shows you where we are with step one, the scoping. We've received, we will receive the 500,000 to assist with that. We don't have to have a match, zero match. And then it describes the scope there, and then after the kickoff, we actually sign a contract uh, or agreement with the FRA, and we get started on the work. Step two involves the service development plan, and that's where we develop uh, SDP in accordance with the corridor statement of work. And then once we complete that, we move to step three, which is preliminary engineering. Um, again, the service development plan does require a little bit of a match, 10%, and in, in the step three requires a little bit higher match of 20%. So, FRA will consider work that's undertaken to date. Um, Mr. Manager might be able to give a little bit more information here, but 
We are either at A or we're at E on our way to C. So depending on the, the level of funding, we've, we've done a little bit of feasibility work, uh, but we have not started the environmental review that's really scheduled for step three in the process. So, so we're probably at this point in, in the area where um, we've got, we're moving on from A to B where we'll have uh, ongoing federal planning efforts in that step one of the, the ID program. Uh, our intent is to obviously get to the point where we move to E where we're operational. So in, in step one, the, the $500,000 is FRA funding to perform the, the initial planning work uh, that will set the stage for step two. And in step two, we have to identify 10% of our match. That's where we'll go into more detailed planning work. What's the capital cost? What are the costs of fixing up the rail line? Where are the station locations going to be? And then ultimately our goal is to be selected. Maybe if I could jump back. Our goal is at the bottom in the notes under step two in the service development plan, it says if the readiness criteria are met, capital projects identified in their service development plans may be advanced to step three. So there's no guarantee that we're going to move into that step three, but we want to certainly get to that point and and we're pretty confident we've, we've identified in our application that we have the local match kind of at least preliminarily identified uh, for steps two and step three as well. So that was part of our application that we included. Well, that money will have to come from the locals. And then as we move into step three, that's probably at the point where we're going to hand this off to the state of Illinois because ultimately as you move in, since we're part of the state's rail plan, this is where it moves into to being a larger state project. So. No, no guarantee at that point, but but we identified within this that it's probably step two is probably going to be roughly $2 million and that we would have to come up with a $200,000 match. You can find out more about the Chicago to Peoria passenger rail line at WMBDradio.com. That does it for this edition of Week in Review. Join us again next week on this Midwest Communications Station for another recap of some of the biggest issues and events in central Illinois. You don't have to wait for Week in Review to get the lowdown on what's happening in central Illinois. For instant news 24-7, follow us at 1470 WMBD on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and at WMBDRadio.com. Or just download the Week in Review podcast at WMBDRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Will Stevenson, WMBD Radio News.